1: You know, we uh, we had some feedback from our last show, Okay. episode ninety four. More than one person told me or spoke to others and said that I was a little rude to you, cutting you off, not letting you get picks in, forgetting your your existence. Really, Jeff Hawkins. I'm being trolled. Hold right now, Jeff, Jeff, wait, wait! I have breaking news coming into the news desk here. You're listening to
2: Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins.
1: Daniel, have you ever seen a ghost?
3: Uh. oh hey let me get something straight those of you who are cheering me right now you're just as big a part of me leaving as anyone else because you're the ones sipping out of those collector cups right now you're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of and then at five in the morning at the airport you try to shove it in my face thinking you can get an autograph and sell it on ebay because you're too lazy to get a real job cm punk happy sixth birthday today to the pipe bomb promo sasha runs the gauntlet but is naya the real hero The women on smackdown do money in the bank again and speaking of women we go over the first episode of netflix's glow episode 217 of shake them ropes is here kids your host is rob McCarran. welcome back rob
1: hi everybody i'm here also <laughs> by the way uh, that CM Punk dude, six years since that promo. Yeah. I hear he's trying to fight in the UFC. He's never going to fight anybody. <laughs> you it's <did>. never <laughs> going to happen. And also now,
3: Rob, Rob, if he were to fight, yes. Is there some sort of wager you might make?
1: Oh my, I'd go all <laughs> out. I'd go all out. This guy ain't fighting. I am a hundred percent confident. I am 100% com- I would eat the hat off my head. Oh really? If he ever uh, fought in the UFC, that's how confident I am that it's never going to happen. Uh to answer your first question in that though. Yeah, Nia Jax was the real hero. Nia Jax went 30 minutes on raw in the main event.
3: Yeah, and and she was winded uh noticeably because she do- she's not asked to go she's that far. She's
1: never had and- to do like 15 minutes before let alone i mean how long did the match in london go at bailey did it go 15 minutes oh no i doubt no, it
3: no and and you could tell the way they set up this match was for naya to crush everybody and then to be so worn down that sasha gets the win so to me they're building up naya obviously and maybe for a face turn against alexa or they may let sasha beat alexa and then get the pin but uh yeah, the real—I mean, look, I thought Sasha and Nia worked very well together. I thought Sasha was pretty darn good in this match, to be honest with you. And Nia, you know what? i She didn't look too bad as as a monster that she was supposed to be. No. You know, but, and, and I, I, I really enjoyed that gauntlet
1: match. Not but, even just as a monster. Like, this goes back to a year ago or two years ago at this point, whenever Breaking Ground was on— this goes back to when we were watching Breaking Ground and Nia Jax was super compelling on that show. Like you didn't know you didn't know if she was whining for simple stuff, you didn't know if she was just uh, never going to make it because she was going to get hurt or something or you never know under you didn't know if she was really buying this whole wrestling game, but she's improving all the time. They're doing a lot of multi-man matches. She's not asked to go 15 minutes or so, but she just held her own and then some. In 30 minutes, in a high pressure situation, the main event of Raw in a big city. I mean, that was a big Raw. You had Lavar yeah. Ball on there, you had Brock Lesnar on there. This wasn't <laughs> some run of the mill Raw in Wilkesbury. This was Los Angeles, California, a. and Nia Jax went out there and main evented in the most important match in women's wrestling history.
3: Los Angeles or Southern California this week, the the su- pro wrestling central, you could say, between Raw. SmackDown and the two new Japan shows. It's a big couple of weeks,
1: big couple of weeks. Um, yeah, Nia Jax was great. That was probably the biggest story of this week, right? I mean, part of that story is you have the women's division main eventing raw in a big time match, 30 minutes. Uh, Mm -hmm. they went 30 again in the first ever money in the bank rematch in the women's division. (laughs) And you're gonna have a long match tomorrow night on NXT TV with Asuka and Nikki Cross in the yes. last woman standing. These aren't only, you know, women main eventing a show. It's every show this week and in big high pressure matches.
3: And it's and it's very interesting because I mean look, my my cynicism is what it is. And and people who listen to this show probably like it or they hate listen for, for my opinions. So I don't care either way you listen, there you go. Um, but all the, uh, the Monday morning quarterbacking of this is stealing a historical moment. Well, now you're getting it in spades. How do, how do you like them apples? You know, it, it it's, it's not really, I don't think, and I don't think it's Vince doing that. I think Vince, does have a vested interest in making this product more well rounded in some ways, but he's gonna do it his way and not the way that you necessarily I wouldn't say expect, but but want. How about that for a statement?
1: I was uh God, this raw. This <laughs> raw.
3: Let's let's get to it. Let's get to LeVar Ball. <laughs>
1: yeah, well not even that yet. Yeah, Josh Dumoul, uh Dumol. What how do you say his name? Do I think. No, it's not that
3: or do I mean, you don't, you don't say it like Do-em-all. it's pronounced. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Do Hamill do Hamill. I honestly, I I should have known this and I listened to raw last night. And now I'm freaking out. Like, how do you say this guy's name? Do I I think maybe, I don't know. Anyway, oh. anyway, this guy's doing a WWE films movie and he was out there and, uh, I just thought the celebrity, uh, the celebrity cameos. And if you don't think Leval, LeVar Ball is a celebrity, he's super culturally uh, relevant right now, in sports at least, especially in Los Angeles where this show was. Demel. Demel. Yeah. Well, whatever. He was on announcing, and he said, like, this throwaway line, it didn't even matter. Um, a couple of lines, actually, he spewed out there when he was doing guest commentary during the uh, Hardy Boys match. One, he was talking about how the Hardy Boys have been around for 20 years. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. I mean, it's true. But it, but it's kind of funny. These Hardy Boys team extreme. They're out there in their forties. They've been around for twenty years. Uh, but he, he had this line about how he just met Vince McMahon backstage. And part of me still thinks that Vince McMahon freaks out when he's referenced like that. He should only be referenced when he's on screen. And it's like, why is this guy talking like I'm here? I shouldn't be here. I'm the boss. I'm a big time celebrity. I, blah, 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 blah. I, I think that Vince probably just got a little weird when his name was mentioned in that in that regard.
3: See, that's what you took out of that. I I told uh, our friend Sean Ross Sapp, who is a big detractor of uh, Tom Phillips on SmackDown for going ooh and ah and oh all the time. He is no legend like Michael Cole, that's for sure. You go back and watch this match during this segment and, and close your eyes. That's all Michael Cole is doing is the ooh, ah, ooh, ah. he's
1: he's also going through with it. It's a different situation though. He's one of four guys out there talking like he, he doesn't want to go long winded. He's like, all these other guys are going to talk. I'm just going to react, react to the matches.
3: You know what they should have done instead of doing the fake banters, just have have court, just have Corey Graves, look at Josh and go get your plugs in. Let's get, oh, wait, cause that's all this was like, kind of, no, tell, well. tell us about the differences between acting and directing. Oh yes. That's what I want to hear from a first. And then he goes, I've never done it before. I'm like, that's right. Don't, that's right. Counselor. Never ask a question. You don't already know the answer to <laughs> it. he never, he never done it before. He was oh, honest. I mean, he
1: wasn't going oh, along with the but bullshit,
3: Le- but Lavar ball. Oh my goodness! I, I <laughs> so your idea was to take a notorious stage dad, fame whore, who wants to take all the glory from his kids, pretty much, and give him a live
2: microphone.
3: As as I posited, I'd rather give a four year old a chainsaw, but it did make a live TV that is far too formulaic exciting. I I, I you yeah, had no even, idea
1: what was gonna. I mean, this was crash TV at its finest. Oh, you had was, no.
3: And it was compelling for that reason, because much like Saturday night live has kind of gotten into its rut. Whenever something goes wrong on Saturday night live, that sketch instantly becomes a whole lot more compelling. Be it, Whoa. be it Lindsay Lohan breaking during the first Debbie Downer sketch or Samuel L Jackson dropping an F bomb during what's up with that. You know that those things make me far more interested. And, and all I could think was I want I want a seg. I want to go back in time and do a 1999 Nitro segment with Ernest the Cat Miller and Lavar. Mm,
1: yeah, Ernest Miller. Ernest Miller <laughs> was great there towards the end. Yeah, to bring him back to announce those Velocity matches. They, I mean, he was the star on Velocity. But also, first of all, SNL the rut is over. SNL is back. It, oh, they're I, back. Oh, big time.
3: Well, no. Well, I didn't mean the rut, but you know, it's very. You know, it's very polished. It's very the, the live aspect doesn't matter that much. Really, for Saturday Night Live, except, like, what was the last sketch I saw that kind of fell off the rails a little bit? Oh, the uh, Kate McKinnon and uh, Ryan Gosling getting uh, abducted by aliens sketch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good times. Kate McKinnon, Hall of Fame. She's great. Oh, she's she's excellent. She is so good. LeVar Ball, by the way, I've seen a lot of criticism on this segment. You know, some of the criticism has been, "Oh, what are you guys having Lavar Ball on the show? Who is he? No one knows who he is. More people know who he is than know who almost anyone on the WWE roster is for the audience that they were targeting. There, they were in well, Los Angeles. They were going to get mm-hmm. a lot of coverage on the sports shows. Mm-hmm. They're not getting that coverage on the sports shows if they don't have Lavar Ball.
3: It's just well, getting this,
1: some eyeballs in there.
3: Well, this is where their pandering kind of their pandering ideas went went wrong. Because look, Lavar Ball." gets on these shows and just won't shut up. And we know that. And it's, you know, and he's very pro wrestling. He's a carnival barker. He's Don King. That's what he does. He's very good at it. He's tight. He's actually the tightest brand turned up to 40. That's what he is. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The
1: The best part of that segment, by the way, is when Dean Ambrose comes out. First of all, Dean Ambrose go away for all time. Just go away. But Dean Ambrose comes out and LeVar Ball won't stop. Like he's just staring a hole through Miz and he keeps going. LeVar Ball the guy who theoretically backstage gave Dean Ambrose that T-shirt doesn't give a shit about Dean Ambrose. Doesn't care that the segment's supposed to continue. Dean Ambrose comes out, can't say a word because LeVar Ball's still going at it. That was the best Uh thing in the segment. I know it was a train wreck. This segment was amazing television.
3: I disagree that's the best part. The best part of the segment was his kids marking out for him. I thought that was... It's like, you know what? They know that their father's an embarrassment but they love watching him enjoy himself being an embarrassment. So there's something, you know, there's a bond in that family that you just oh, go, yeah. well, this is what, this is what I get. You know, this is, this is part of the package out here. This is Todd Marinovich's dad meets, you know, ringling brothers. So, huh. I mean, I didn't mind that. I, I, you know what? And even Dean go, even Dean's kind of like, I can't get a word in edge wise. I'm just going to go in and they got them quickly off of television. Oh if Yeah. You notice.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I just assumed that they uh, they made the quick hook out there because Dean Ambrose was so bad. Oh, anyway, Lonzo Ball, by the way, I hope this kid ends up being a Hall of Famer with the Lakers because I want every single career retrospective 20 years from now for Lonzo Ball to start with it. this segment from WWE Raw.
3: This is, well, he said, this is my first appearance as a Laker in the Staples Center. <laughs> I, I like,
1: wanted to start with that video. When, uh, when WWE doesn't exist anymore, 20 years from now, and everyone's watching total nonstop action, I want Lonzo Ball's <laughs> segment on Raw. 2017, man. You got Cody Rhodes as the Ring of Honor world champion. You got Chuck Taylor in Ring of Honor. You got Lavar Ball appearing in a segment on WWE Raw. You have Lince Dorado. A regular in WWE. You got New Japan Pro Wrestling working in the United States. 2017 is a crazy year, man. And part of that, total nonstop action. Impact Wrestling is in its best financial state ever. Like after <laughs> five straight years of them potentially going down, they're all of a sudden now in their best financial state ever. This is a crazy year. Last year was a crazy year. This year, maybe a little bit more crazy
3: and your next WWE pay-per-view is named after a 60-year-old song
1: headlined by Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. Samoa Joe's the main event. Look at this uh this card, man. And we're going to get to uh we're going get to the rest of Raw cuz there was a b- pretty big main event on Raw. This card for Great Balls of Fire. This is not a brand split splitty pay-per-view. No, this, this is, is a, all
3: hands on deck. This is get a
1: legit here. WWE pay-per-view. Imagine, I mean, Imagine if they had the SmackDown guys, if they had AJ Styles on the show, Randy Orton on the show. I mean, this is almost like a SummerSlam worthy card right now with just the Raw side. Roman and Braun, ambulance match. Brock and Samoa Joe. Neville and Akira Tozawa. Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, big time singles match for the Raw Women's title. Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt. You're going to have a tag team title match on there. You're going to have Finn Balor and uh, and whoever. Who is he uh, wrestling right now? The the Drifter. Okay, that's a brand split pay-per-view match right there. He but is still, no longer
3: the Drifter. He is Elias
1: He Sampson. is just Elias Samson now. He is no longer the Drifter. He has stopped drifting. He has found a home. It is at WWE Raw events, just in the middle of the ring, playing guitar. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, this pay-per-view, and maybe Finn Balor. Finn Balor, by the way, that match may be on the kickoff show. This, no, this card's so stacked, man. It, it could be, I mean, it could be your kickoff show match. Elias Sampson versus Finn Balor.
3: I think they, they might put the Hardys versus Cesaro and on Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah.
1: They could do that too. They could do that too. Um, this, this great balls of fire pay-per-view, man. It is, uh, coming up July 9th. I mean, we're still a couple of weeks away. Dallas, Texas, big time city. I think it's going to do really well. I'm really wanting to see Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe. I mean, they're promoting this match. Like it's going to be a collision of two bowls. Like the way.
3: Yeah. And I want you to stop that because I don't want you to oversell it. Like the women's money in the bank did, because there's every chance after that segment on Monday that they've built up Joe to the point where once Brock is in the ring with him, he runs right through him.
1: Yeah. The two minute match where Samoa Joe, oh, we, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar just catches him. Cause they're promoting well, this now a little well, bit. Like Samoa Joe has to sneak up behind Brock
3: to yeah, get anything well, in. Here's my thinking is that, is that they, they get Joe. Th- this is the week that they make Brock show ass. So to speak, they get Joe in the ring. I don't, Brock I don't see goes why that, him.
1: how that would help. I mean, like putting down his it, boxers, like what the hell? You like, what? What I, mean. I mean, Brock Lesnar, like just showing his butt. Like, where does that fit in? What a weird Let way be- to promote this match.
3: Let me finish my point, please.
1: You're gonna finish on Brock's <laughs> butt. What?
3: And then in the Braun match, which m- assumably maybe next, you know, you have Brock kind of underestimate <laughs> Braun. It all builds to that. <laughs> I
1: mean, How the hell do you assume Braun Strowman is next for Brock? I don't
3: know.
1: All
3: right. Uh, I figure he wins the ambulance match.
1: Braun. Challenge. I I don't know if many people remember this the last Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman match was on pay-per-view. Braun won that one. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's happening again. Okay. I think Roman Reigns is done with this Braun Strowman fell in the ambulance. And I think there's a driver of the ambulance that steals Braun Strowman. There's going to be a theft. Not only is Braun driven away in the ambulance, but someone is kidnapping Braun Strowman. Don't think it'll be Bray Wyatt. Maybe someone else wants to kind of get in the uh, Braun Strowman game. Braun Strowman's head. Who could it be? I don't know. Who could it be? Are you Are you really
3: asking me? Or you? Well, of course, I'm not asking because it's
1: ridiculous. Oh. But okay. I would love it because in in ten years ago it would have been the Undertaker. Maybe fifteen years ago, like the Undertaker's just driving the ambulance. It's like Stephanie McMahon all over again. Just kidnaps mm. Braun. Bronze raised on the cross, sacrificed for our sins. That would be WWE man. I don't know. Maybe Paul London returns. Paul London's the driver of the ambulance. Well, That'd be pretty cool.
3: No, stop. Let's let's continue.
1: That'd be pretty cool, I think. Paul London and Braun is the tag team.
3: I've cut you off. Keep moving.
1: <laughs> think Braun Strowman's under 205. I will kill you. Think he might be I'm able not- to be on two oh five life? I want to say something before we get to the rest of this Raw, too. I watched 205 Live tonight. You didn't because you were uh, doing a radio show with Sean Ross hmm I watched 205 Live tonight the whole way. I watched SmackDown. I watched 205 Live. First time I've watched all three hours of that little block all live at the same time. Uh, I watched this 205 Live match. And this Drew Gulak versus uh, Mustafa Ali match was so right. fucking great. Yeah. So fantastic. The whole story is built around how Drew Gulak doesn't want anyone to fly. And Mustafa Ali last week uh, pinned Drew Gulak with a wrestling move. Didn't fly. They build this long match. It's like 12 minutes long. They build this match around the sole point at the end where Drew Gulak is stuck on the top rope. And all of a sudden he's in the perfect situation to finally fly. Like he had Mustafa Ali earlier in the night say that Drew Gulak is scared of flying. He can't do it. And now all of a sudden he finds himself perched on the top rope. Is he willing to do a high-risk move? Is he willing? Is he able to do a high-risk move? This crowd who is silent for the entire match, because at this point it's two and a half hours of WWE TV. There's no big stars. Who the hell is Mustafa Ali? Who the hell is Drew Gulak? They're watching this match doing nothing, but they know the story. They know the whole story is about Drew Gulak doesn't like flying and now he's in the position where any other cruiserweight would go and fly at this point and win this match. And Drew Gulak doing the shaky legs gimmick and everything, scared, saying his prayers as he goes up to the top rope, saying, you know, talking to himself. I can do this. I can do this. Goes off for a basic splash at the top rope. Can't hit it. He's going to be scarred for life. He's never going to be able to fly again. Mustafa Ali gets the cradle and the win all over again. This match. Was so good building up to this moment because when he goes to the top rope, that crowd is popping like crazy. They are into it. They are cheering Drew
3: Gulak on. Go from the top rope, son. Do it. His gimmick has been so good on two hundred five. It's one of the more underappreciated uh, angles. I in never, the WWE yes, right now.
1: I I never anticipated that anyone would give a single shit about Drew Gulak on WWE TV. Oh, no. oh,
3: Drew Gulak. I have <laughs> like, why was he <laughs> I, even there? I have critique. I found catch point dry with him leading it. I found, you know, I've watched PWG matches with Drew Gulak and Timothy Thatcher and everybody tells me they're great and I go, "Okay, they were all right. I found them a little stale to be honest with you." I think he's been great in this run so as the anti as the anti-cruiserweight. It is the perfect character for him. He has brought something extra to this role. He, he, he's bought into the, the bad comedy of it as well. It's really great.
1: It's not even that bad of a comedy. And honestly, the greatest sign that it's working so well and that he's getting through to these guys is Mustafa Ali is not high flying. Yeah. I mean, he's literally telling everyone, don't fly. It's a safe, you know, safer when your feet are on the ground. And guess what? At the heel is getting this Mustafa Ali guy who, is, who has won all his matches with flying moves. To not do any flying moves. Guess what? One, it tells you that Mustafa Ali's good. He doesn't have to fly to win matches. He's beating Drew Gulak without flying. But Drew's message may have a point. You can still win and not do high flying. They should ban I'd... top rope moves.
3: <laughs> oh, thanks, Mr. Watts. They should ban yeah. them. You don't need him. Bill, Bill Watts circa 92 running running the cruiserweight division. Yeah, yeah that's what we it's need. Safer.
1: It's safer. Mm-hmm. You should ban all the top rope moves. In fact, you should ban cage matches too. Oh. Punjabi
3: prison matches you should probably ban.
1: Punjabi prison matches coming back. Not that's not just a regular cage match. That's a double cage match.
3: Yes, with, you gotta, with four doors in the second cage. You yeah.
1: got a yeah, you got to climb over like two different things. He, you know, stainless steel, not stainless steel, but what is it? Solid bamboo. steel.
3: Bamboo covered no, in bamboo. bamboo.
1: Well, it's solid oh, it's steel not, oh. covered in bamboo because yes. they're they're admitting that it's steel in there. It's not just bamboo. It's bamboo yeah. reinforced with solid steel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes are Punjabi you done with raw are, are we moving on now or are, are we, we done with
1: raw it? this main event not only was Nia Jax a superhero but you got sasha banks winning this thing i mean mm-hmm. Nia Jax goes through everyone including emma so sad are they punishing emma for not being able to play sable
3: i think so i think they've punished her i think they, my favorite gif of this whole match was that dana brooke handspring or Nia. just goes i'm not having none of that and then bends her uh, that was hilarious. It's GIF, by the way. Okay, I was trying to be correct about it. Um, yeah, we well, say GIF. Bailey was Bailey. Um, Bailey if, is yeah. a is she officially a choke?
1: Is she officially uh, not a choke, but a uh, bust in WWE? She's a bust. I, she's done.
3: I'm not gonna call that yet because I, look, I found her her Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast as we compelling, and they left a cliffhanger, and it's like I don't know how to connect with this main. Roster audience and her and Austin are apparently going to go over this next week. So I'm looking forward to that quite a bit.
1: Yeah, sure. Oh, and she's not connecting, but I don't know. I asked on Twitter, uh, like who's to blame is someone to blame for this or is it just not the right time? was, did they, because Bailey took a while to get over. Bailey was nobody. And she took a while to get over in NXT. She was the loser, the lovable loser, who finally got on a streak and kind of won some matches. Here. Yeah, she
3: was a she was a creepy hugger who eventually right. got over. Yeah, like she was the
1: fanboy, the fangirl, uh-huh. Really, yeah. I, she was in awe of everybody, and then she eventually became a wrestler. And now in in Raw, she just comes in as this uh, winner. And, and Bailey, the whole gimmick for Bailey was that she's not a winner right away. She can't be. No.
3: And and they her timing.
1: They should have just done the whole reset.
3: Yeah, her timing was bad because they 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 brought her up in a panic mood because of the Sasha injury from Charlotte. And so once Charlotte, I mean once Sasha came back much sooner than they thought, then they had two people that they were trying to decide what to do here because I mean, if you remember that pop from Battleground last year yeah. where she was the mystery partner, she was over. Oh, and yeah. now oh, and yeah. now you have pe- and now you have people booing her and she's and she is verbal. She has verbally now stated she's frustrated by that. Oh yeah. Well, I
2: mean,
1: I would be too, but what can she yeah. do? I mean, what can she do? That's any different. I, the whole character should have been reset. I understand that you will, you build these guys up in NXT and they're so well known in NXT that you can't just change their entire gimmick. I mean, you can't bring up, uh, I, I know they've done it. You've done it with the drifter here. The drifter who was by no means a big star in NXT is the same gimmick here on WWE TV. um, I, I think they should have just had Bailey come up as a loser. Just lose every match, have, not make it a big deal, but just let Bailey kind of gain her traction with the main audience organically. Well, it, it's too late now. You can't do that, but
3: yes, no, they, they should have that. They, they should have probably brought her up. And then every, every woman on the roster does the whole, the main, the main roster is different than NXT. You have to start over again. And then you go through that journey with her as she beats each successive star And then you let Charlotte keep the streak and you crown Bailey at WrestleMania. That's how you would have done
1: it. This whole thing was done so opposite because you had Sasha Banks being the friend of Bailey as Bailey has the championship. And everyone was wondering, okay, is Sasha Banks going to turn on Bailey and eventually go for the title? You know, what would happen if Sasha Banks and Bailey wrestled for the, for Bailey's championship? Sasha Banks should have been the champion. None of this back and forth stuff, especially now that Charlotte's gone. Mm -hmm. Give Sasha Banks the title, have her make a big run at it. Bailey starts to get her traction a little bit, starts winning matches against the Emmas, the Dana Brooks, and so on. And eventually you build up Bailey. What, what would happen if she got the title shot from her friend Sasha Banks? And maybe Sasha Banks gets a little nervous and starts healing out a little bit. And maybe the first match doesn't go Bailey's way because Sasha Banks turns full on heel. And then, that's okay. Bailey lost the title match. Boo-hoo. She can get back on track and now she knows better. Now she knows that Sasha Banks is not a true friend. Sasha Banks turns her back on people. Right. We'll do anything to keep that title. And now all of a sudden you got this big, huge Bailey-Sasha Banks match. Will Bailey go in with a little bit meaner attitude? Will she yeah, and- not just let everyone push her over?
3: Yeah, and there, there, there was something you could have done with the, with the kendo stick where it's like, I'm refusing to use this without making her look weak. You could have done... That was so something. It, like it was that. just so
1: lame because she had begged yes. Kurt angle to make it an extreme rules match. Yes. And she went in apparently not wondering, Oh, what happens if I actually have to use the weapon? Like I yeah. just begged for this extreme rules match. And here I am not wanting to make it an extreme rules match. It was just so dumb.
3: I mean, she's been involved in distraction finishes, which makes her the heel. She's been not wanting to give up the belt, which makes her a heel. I mean, they've been doing all these things that for a white meat baby face should not be doing the way to have rehabbed her. I think would have been to send her over to SmackDown instead of Charlotte. I really do. I think that would have helped her quite a bit. And then you bring her back once you built her up over there. Cause she could have done the journey on SmackDown after you, after you sent her.
1: Could have done a lot of things. It's just so unbelievable. It just is so unbelievable what they had with Bailey and what Mm -hmm. they've turned her into.
3: Yes, I agree. It it's one of the great tragedies of WWE because it's like everybody else can see the potential except the people actually running the show. It's it's so weird. Best draw of the year. Oh wow, that's uh tough. No, I you know what, the one after WrestleMania was pretty good. Um and I think there was one towards the beginning of the year that I really, really liked, but it was close. I mean, I really, really did enjoy this, especially the beginning and the end. It, it was great. In the middle, there was a little, you know, the Enzo, the Enzo casting wasn't too badly done, I thought. I mean, it, they played it just the right amount where you were expecting. Well, maybe they, maybe they'll just save the actual turn for later, even though you knew Cass was going to turn eventually. They weren't just going to kiss and make up, but yeah. You have that match
1: on Great Balls of Fire, too, most there likely. There you go.
3: That's the opening. There's the opening.
1: Oh, you don't put that on the pre-show.
3: Oh, sure you
1: do. It's a grudge match. They they gave a main event slot to this feud and a prime slot on this Raw. This is okay, not an right. opening
3: match. All right. The Hardy, I'll, I'll Boys,
1: the Hardy Boys could be for the tag team titles. You All could right. also have, I mean, hell, uh, you know, the you got Anderson and Gallows, who have nothing going on right now. Who else you got on Raw? Who else you got on the raw tag team scene? The revival work in the main event tapings. They're done. Against
3: Anderson and Gallows.
1: Oh, was that the match? Was that the yes. match? I didn't uh, I didn't pay attention to the opponents, yes. Didn't pay attention to the opponents. Um so Carl Anderson said something because I didn't even realize they were on the main event tapings against uh against the revival. Because like Carl Anderson retweeted something on Twitter uh, last night, like some. Fan just asking Anderson Gallows, why weren't you guys on Raw tonight? And Anderson replied, we were in Japan. Well, LOL. (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. Uh, Speaking of Japan, Cody Rhodes, former WWE superstar Stardust, is going for the IWGP championship against Kazuchika Okada here in a week. He is the Ring of Honor champion. It is Ring of Honor champion versus IWGP champion. What are the chances, Jeff? 1 to 10, 10 being high, 1 being low. That Cody Rhodes becomes the IWGP heavyweight champion of Earth.
3: Before they announced the blocks of New Japan or for uh, for the uh G1, I thought it was fairly high. Now I'm going the opposite way. I think it's probably about a 2 or 3. Cody's not in the G1, is he? No. Yeah. I thought they were good. I thought they were going to set up a race with Omega in one block and Okada uh, in the other yeah. where they were, where they're trying to compete to, to be the first one to take on Cody. But since they're both in the same block, I think it's relatively low. I think Okada is going to retain.
1: Yeah. Because you have uh, Okada and Kenny Omega in the same block, Kenny Omega. And they're going to do, they got a 30 minute time limit. They could do another 30 minute draw. They can have mm-hmm. Omega win because of like an Okada injury that happens. Uh, so very interesting, but yeah, Cody Rhodes is the IWGP champ. Can't miss the entire tour. Can't miss the G one. So very interesting. I mean, it's a, it's an exciting match. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people on both sides, people that strongly believe he'll win the IWGP title. Some people that strongly believe he will not. Um, and yet another, not necessarily a laughing stock in this case but a definite sign, you know, who's the boss. I mean, the IWGP champ beating the New Ring of Honor champ in the New Ring of Honor champ's first big match since winning the title.
3: Well, it depends how they beat him or how they how they get out of it cuz I think you don't need to beat him clean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's not the biggest match of the weekend in New Japan that weekend. Billy Gunn and Hiroshi Tanahashi
3: We've talked about this.
1: Huge match. Mm
3: -hmm. Huge.
1: Mm -hmm. So excited for it. I think they go 60.
3: Oh God. No. I think they'll go a strong 20. Just to show that the old man still has it.
1: You know what would make a really strong 20? If they did three of them. They're going 60. (laughs) Billy Gunn. Hey! Maybe not all sixty, maybe fifty nine. Fifty nine. Billy Gunn gets the pin in the 59th minute. Is there stoppage time in wrestling? Is there stoppage time?
3: No. No that's soccer. Okay.
1: Uh soccer. Soccer has the stoppage time. Do you know that so does,
3: so does baseball in many ways? Oh, oh god. Between pitchers and it's like, uh Lord. They had a three hour and fifty six minute game. Oh, no, it was longer. It was longer than that, man. Ago.
1: It was long it was like four that, or fourteen.
3: That Nationals yep. Cubs
1: game. You oh, the Nationals Cubs. I thought you were talking about the Dodgers game, Mr. Los Angeles boy. They had two nights ago was the longest game in Dodger oh. Stadium history for a nine inning game. Went over four hours.
3: Oh, I don't get Dodger games. Because <laughs> <it's> <laughs> That's right. The Dodger fans can't it. watch the Dodgers. Right. Because oh, of Sportsnet the uh, dispute. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's hilarious. I mean, it's been three years. Dodgers fans can't watch Dodgers games. Mm. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know Vince Scully's not there anymore, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Sadness. I miss it. I listen Charlie. I Charlie Steiner. I turn in, I tune in and it's Charlie Steiner. And even worse when it's not Charlie Steiner and it's the other guy with Nomar. Oh, disaster. Can't listen. <laughs> I, I listen to the away feed. I can't listen to the other guy with Nomar. Can't do it. Anywho, uh Mar Rinaldo is back. He's uh he's returned to WWE. Is yes. the new announcer of NXT? I mean, this was this was a thing that was announced. We talked about it last show, but he had his first appearance on those Friday tapings. Uh, Mara Rinaldo back in NXT. This is a first, a perfect spot for him. Not only can he keep doing his other commitments, uh, only has to come in once every month, basically, uh, plus the uh, the takeovers, the big weekends. Uh, this is the type of wrestling and the fan base that watches NXT is perfect for all of his. You know, inane references. This is perfect fit. This is how it should have happened from the be from the uh, beginning, from the start.
3: uh, Yeah, I absolutely love this move, Uh, and I think he and Nigel are are a great team together. I'd get Percy the heck out of there.
1: Percy's got to go. Percy Watson and Dean Ambrose should be in the same car on the WWE ride along where they just don't stop driving.
3: And I you know, I wonder why they didn't have him call the uh well, I know why, but I think he'd be much better on this women's tournament than JR. I think JR, I mean, especially the way he's talked to female talent on his podcast, gives me concern. Um we've discussed it multiple times. I think he's lost a bit on his fastball, I'm sure and and Lita's not gonna Lita's not the best partner for him either. It's
1: it's gonna be a disaster of commentary.
3: dreadful commentary
1: i i know people are freaking out because they're taping it in july and then not airing it until august not starting the airing until august and granted they're not it's not a lot of episodes they're only airing what like six episodes before the finals Mm -hmm. uh it's not a lot of uh of television but they need that much time to kind of edit jim ross i wouldn't be shocked if they don't even have jim ross calling that live like if they just set all the tv tapings and then You know, how he does the New Japan shows is they just have him record it in a booth after the fact. I don't think it's going to be live.
3: No, I don't either. I mean, but uh, I think he'll be there.
1: I, I think that when they're taping the shows, Lita and Jim Ross will be there. But will the final finished product of commentary be all the stuff that was done live in the building? I don't think so.
3: And I think the blowback against Morrow over this move. I think it's a bit short-sighted. I, I don't have any problems with Morrow coming back. He, you know, he's going to be calling wrestling, which he loves, and what he's going to be able to do his other things. What blowback has there uh, been? the whole thing about the uh, bullying culture and how he had stood up, and now he's just crawling back. There, there was there was some blowback on on the internet about Morrow and uh, him, uh, kind of. I wouldn't say playing it up, playing up the victim status, but. Yeah, but did he, ever play,
1: did he ever play up the victim status? Because everything he did on Raw or on uh, Twitter after Stay this whole up, thing, up. he never said that he He literally said that JBL was not the reason. Right. Like, it wasn't WWE saying JBL wasn't involved. Maru Inala was saying he was, and that was a bullying culture. There were a couple of tweets that were vaguely referencing, you know, people getting theirs in the end.
3: But Yeah, but he, there was also wrestling journalists kind of feeding, well, but we really know the real story yeah. kind of thing. It was, it was, it was was, was innuendo that, that it was JBL and Vince. So, I mean, I, it's not a major point with me. I'm just saying, I thought, I think, I think we should be happy for them. Morrow gets an easier gig and he probably gets more money out of this, which is great for him.
1: Easier, easier gig. Sure. A gig he's more
3: tailored to, but also it's not (laughs) Vince. I mean, it's triple H. Yeah, it's it's a it's more of a wrestling promotion too, rather than a sports entertainment one, so to speak. Hell so yeah, I it's more a
1: wrestling promotion. I mean, have you seen what's happening lately? We're gonna get Hideo Itami and Cassius ono. hyped. That match is hyped. Uh, it's it's also a big match for both of these guys because their stock ever since coming into WWE, both for Ono and for Hideo Itami, both are maybe at their lows. I mean, right yeah. now, I mean, they're both at their lows. Hideo Itami well, getting a little bit more back up there, but Kashi Sono came in with a lot of fanfare, at being a wrestler of the year, basically, in 2016, and he has done absolutely nothing. A couple of good matches, yeah. A couple of good that matches. Black
3: match, that black match was a lot the of fun. The Alistair
1: Black match, fantastic. Made Alistair Black look like a guy who belonged in wrestling. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting match and an interesting uh, year that Kashi Sono was having. But if they wrestle at a takeover the Sadeo with Tommy and Cassisono, they could tear the house down. Oh yeah, could be the best. And match. I'm looking
3: and I'm look, I'm looking forward. I mean, tomorrow to the uh, asuka Nikki Cross match. I really am.
1: NXT getting a little WWE ish though, when you're pushing a Bobby Roode Drew McIntyre main event scene.
3: Oh yeah, but you know they they it's it's a developmental territory for the WWE, so they're gonna do some things in WWE style.
1: Yeah, it's a third brand now though. And this third brand is getting headlined by Impact Wrestling Mid-Carders.
3: Are you really going to gloss over SmackDown tonight?
1: Uh, No, I just haven't gotten there yet.
3: Okay. I it mean, just seems the next the next 17 topics well, on my Rob,
1: list are SmackDown.
3: Uh, well, Rob, the, the fact that we had to backtrack tomorrow in NXT because you weren't here last week. I just, you know, we went over this on the show. I don't know what you mean. There was no <laughs>
1: show last week. There was oh. no show. This is uh, shake them ropes. Episode two sixteen again.
3: I'd like to apologize to Steve Kaufman for him. Not existing in Rob's mind
1: can follow us on Twitter at shake them ropes. Follow Jeff at crap game 13. If you haven't done so already go to iTunes right now, search shake them ropes, leave us a rating and review. Tell us some nice things. Tell us some mean things. If you want, just hurt my feelings. I'll quit the show right now. Damn it. Jeff has said to talk me off the ledge the last couple of weeks. Oh, come on, man. com slash STR is where you go if you want to get archives of the show. And, uh, yeah, that is what you do. Go there now. Subscribe. It's free. It's a free podcast for now.
3: <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> We're here. We're here. We're loving it. Um, no. So we, uh, we talked about raw, the women main evented. NXT this week is going to have Nikki cross and uh, Asuka in a last woman standing match. And of course on SmackDown was the rematch of the first ever historic women's money in the bank match. And the result was very similar. We had Carmela getting the win. Carmella is the money in the bank winner. So she has solidified her title. Uh, I hope she gets two title shots. She should carry around two briefcases. I mean, she was robbed no. by Daniel Bryan and she won it back. No.
3: She should call herself the two time money in the bank champ. Oh, she should. She oh, that would be and, more important and, than and, winning
1: the title. She won money in the bank twice in a row in oh, two let
3: weeks. Me, let me tell you something. Carmella was fantastic tonight So great. in that beginning promo. I loved it. She is. She's gotten that kind of Alexa bliss confidence going now that they kind of have confidence in her. I mean, she is out there controlling that crowd. The promo tonight was great. It was properly paced. James Ellsworth is magic. That, that, that spot tonight where he's getting thrown out and tries to jump the rail and then lands flat flush on it. Fantastic. And yeah, you know, I mean, I said, I said this on the show last week that, uh, you weren't on, um, you have to do. And I think I said even two weeks beforehand, maybe, or no, you never gave money in the bank thoughts. Um, you have to do the same thing over again. You have to give the briefcase to Carmella, and uh, and they did. And I thought it was the right call. I I, I, I didn't I didn't like the match as much as the first one. Um, I liked certain people in the match more. I liked uh, Becky Lynch more in this match, but I thought some of the some of the spots were a little bit too clever by half, where you had to have people waiting, or you had to have Tamina move under a ladder. <laughs> because,
1: or you or you just had to have Tamina in there anyway. At all. I mean, Tamina was I mean, a, a disaster.
3: Whole, whole, no, she was De- not a disaster. Disaster, so
1: bad. Just so she bad. Was, <sighs> just so she bad.
3: wasn't the best, but she wasn't that so bad. bad. My favorite spot in the match tonight was, I love the slap so fight bad. between, uh, Yeah. Natty and Charlotte, that Mm. thing. I mean, you could tell that that, that there was, there was some, uh, there was some sauce on one of those. Cause 'cause it looked like, it looked like Charlotte broke into tears after getting slapped. I was like, Oh wow.
1: Yeah. She probably, uh, yeah. Her feelings were hurt. I mean, my God, Natalia slapping me so hard. Yes. We were once friends.
3: Her feelings,
1: her feelings were hurt. I don't know. My feelings would be if I got slapped in the face.
3: I'd like to slap you in the face right
1: uh, now. I know. And my feelings would be hurt. I'd <laughs> cry. I would cry, son. Yeah. That's what would happen. I would cry. It sock. No,
3: I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I mean, but, um, that was great. The, yeah. the fashion police tonight was fashion great. Police,
1: fantastic. Uh, ascension. Fantastic. By the way. <laughs> I mean, if I was offered free tickets to any money, I'd take them too
3: i have a sad eddie money story unfortunately when i worked at universal they they were selling tickets to eddie money at the amphitheater and he couldn't get anybody to buy them to the point where they put it in the theme one of the theme park auditoriums for free <laughs> so people had to come see eddie money yeah, that, that was just wrong but yeah no i liked the uh, i liked the sketch i thought the jokes were solid um but it does seem and i'll throw this to you seems like uh they they killed that both the hype brothers and lana one fell swoop that's it, uh it certainly like they were
1: they were killing lana there uh, i don't know necessarily about the hype bros uh being killed per se and the story is new day in the usos to keep the hype bros up on the top level uh and then we'll see what happens when they come back I and mean, everything is cyclical when they're ready for the hype bros to get a tag title shot they'll win a match on smackdown and they'll challenge for the tag team titles again
3: that's what happens. What are, what are the chances that the Hype Bros or American Alpha trashed the uh, trashed the uh, fashion police office and it's not just going to be some reveal like it's Michael Hayes? Well, I hope it's not Michael Hayes. I was wondering, like, could it possibly
1: be American Alpha at some point? Um, right. But you're you're turning them heel. And I, I was trying to think, OK, is there anyone on like NXT that would possibly be doing this? Um, like, is, is Tino Sabatelli just ready for the primetime slot? And he's just trashing the fashion police locker stop. room.
3: You need to stop wish casting. Um, that's not I, happening.
1: I mean, I don't think that's happening, but it, <laughs> it could. There's a 28% chance that that's Tino Sabatelli. Oh. Um, all right, fine, fine. 34, 34%. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, right now my prime subs, uh, suspects would be, I didn't think it was the Ascension. Like the Ascension, it was so funny when they had the match because I did not think that would be it. And then they no. they play it off tonight like Ascension just wanted a match on the card because, yeah, why not? I mean, if, if you're getting an open challenge on the card and you're not booked, hell yeah, go out there and wrestle a match. But that was cool that they were never the ones trashing the locker room. It was always someone else. Just those other people didn't show up. It could be American Alpha. It could be American Alpha. I don't know who else Although would be. Although
3: after, after the Gable match... Uh, last yeah, no, I, I don't know. think it can be anymore. Yeah. I don't think they can do that anymore. Cause he, 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 they did the whole up and coming baby face still right. looks good in defeat. I don't think they're going to do it.
1: And I mean, I really don't want it to be the colognes. so I don't, I don't know who else it is. I
3: mean, is it possible? Do you bring over the revival? That's what, yeah. I mean, that uh, you, you say free agents because of whatever, and you, you make it the revival. That's very possible. Because they'd want to use them also to help get over American alpha. So because yeah, revival could, Re- yeah, revival had the uh, debut on
1: raw, like it could have easily been that they were brought in, but never actually signed. And they haven't really appeared on raw in a little while. And whether they're traded, whatever, they just appear on SmackDown. Cause
3: I don't know who right, else it then, could be. Or they followed, they followed the new day over to SmackDown. and have been kind of lying in the weeds the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Although real. even though they even, even though they broke up that Joe <laughs> some, uh, Joe uh, Brock fight. That's alright. That's alright. Yeah.
1: They could have just been theirs fans mm-hmm. and happened to be called upon to break up those two behemoths. Twice now. now twice now they've done that.
3: Into the latter half of the question. Uh is Lana gone from this women's division or is this going to be used to now build her up to try and she should have never
1: been in the women's division. It,
3: it, it, it's just going to be the Bailey story you no, were no, positing over no, on raw, where she has no, to win over the no, credibility of the no, division. No. Or is it just back to Rusev? It's over. Carmella is going to Carmella's, Carmella's gonna be our honky tonk man.
1: They are both a better act when they are together. If I you agree. want a better act on your television show, you put them together. Should Lana be in the women's division? No. And where do you go from here? If you just lost twice to Naomi in pretty distinct fashion, no, I don't think she's in this woman. Do I see Lana wrestling Becky Lynch every once in a while on SmackDown? Do you see Lana
3: just having a one-on-one with Tamina? Come on. I mean, is this, no, I mean, is this the Eva Marie write-off we never got?
1: I don't think they're Before writing her off. I think, is she done as an as active a, wrestler? As a, Probably as
3: an active wrestler. That's what I meant. Yes.
1: Yeah. But and that's okay. fine. And it's not so much Lana going back to Rusev. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's really Rusev going back to Lana because Lana is what makes that act popular with the fans because Rusev's great. We love Rusev on the mic. By himself, he's he's nothing special compared to what they are together. Okay? So yes. Lana and Rusev should be a tandem.
3: They should be. What are you talking about? The, uh, the League of Nations was fantastic. No, it was absolutely
1: <laughs> not. What the hell are you talking about?
3: I'm trolling. you.
1: Absolutely not. LaVar ball. It was no good whatsoever. Look, there's,
3: there's two people that are better than me. And they're both me and
1: they're both me. Hey, the crowd laughed. He got a pop with that one. I laughed crowd went. And no, I bet you did. I bet you did. And why wouldn't you have superstar LaVar ball? You think he comes back? You think he ever makes another appearance on WWE TV?
3: Oh, I think i want. I want, I'm hoping that there is hidden camera footage of Vince McMahon watching that
1: there's no way and, he ever watch, and,
3: and, and just watching him throw things. And as, as this thing goes off the rails,
1: he was throwing <laughs> things. His son is out there exploding it up. I mean, this, he's taking his shirt off. He's talking over everybody. He had no idea what was happening. That segment with LeVar ball. And, hey, it had the desired effect too, because they got a lot of eyeballs. They got a lot of people talking yeah. about LeVar ball and WWE today, you know, offices everywhere. People did who Colin didn't Coward even did, know. Hold on.
3: to did Colin Cowherd get like a 0.1 rating off of the.
1: <laughs> uh, Cowherd may have broken above the 50,000 viewer mark. Oh, nice. It's quite possible. You had Skip Bayless talking about it all day long. Actually, I don't know that because who the hell watches Skip Bayless these days? <laughs> a lot of people talking. I know uh Levitard, you know, the ESPN radio guys they are talking about it for three straight hours. That got a lot of talk about WWE, a lot of eyeballs yeah. for what was a relatively harmless 10 minute segment. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they were bringing him in, calling him like Michael Jordan. I mean, this wasn't big time celebrity get. It's like LeVar Ball's here. And he brought his son who was the number two pick in the NBA draft. It's not a bad get. No. It's not a bad get at all.
3: Not at all. You know what? And the cloying, pandering, thinking of of he'll be over in Los Angeles because they'll love him here. It's not a bad idea. It's just kind of short-sighted. And it's not even that he
1: would be over in Los Angeles. He would just get a lot of mentions, a lot of eyeballs on him. And that absolutely worked. Absolutely worked. Uh, Big week next week. Next week on the show, we're going to talk about uh, this pay-per-view, this Great Balls of Fire. We're going to do the rundown. Probably a couple matches being added. We'll find out what the pre-show match is. We'll find out if Finn Balor is going to be on the show and if he's wrestling the Drifter and if the Drifter is Elias Sampson, if Elias Sampson's going to win that match. Talk about it all. Talk about it all. I want to close out some of the polls. We had a couple of polls last week. Do you miss John Cena? And you can get our polls at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Do you miss John Cena? Jeff Hawkins 63% of the audience misses John Cena. Do you miss John Cena?
3: I miss Big Match, John. I don't miss week to week, John.
1: Big Match, John, do you think that's what we'll get for the next uh what do we say about 4 months before he goes away again? Are we getting Big I Match th- John on SmackDown or Raw?
3: I think we're getting him next week on Big Match. Yeah.
1: Oh, next week. Could could John Cena be who's next for Braun Strowman? What kind of SummerSlam match would that be, Jeff? Braun and John?
3: Yeah, or or Roman and John.
1: I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie here. I have to change the old underwear after this one. Saying those words, John versus Braun—that's how you market the match. Don't he, just have John Cena go out on Raw, say one word, Braun. Have Braun come out, and instead of "I am not finished with you yet." I haven't started with you yet. That's all he has to say. And then you promote it. John versus Braun S- SummerSlam. I mean, you're going to have 15 million buys for the WWE network with that match. Okay. Oh, so hyped. So hyped. And it's not even going to happen. And if it does so hyped even more. Oh my God. That's great. Do you miss John Cena? 63% of the audience says yes. Hyped for Punjabi prison announced tonight on SmackDown broken by WrestleWords last week. A couple weeks ago. Punjabi prison returns. Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal, the heavyweight champion.
3: What's the percentages on that? 58%
1: of the audience, Jeff
3: is hyped for Punjabi prison. They're all being ironic. All of them. They can't be that hyped for this match. They can't. It's, it's, it's the second worst stipulation match in WWE history next to the kennel one.
1: You know what I wish they brought back? The scramble match. Okay. I wish they brought back Scramble. Mm. I do. And our final poll question How many times will Mike Kanellis defeat Sami Zayn on WWE TV and pay per view in 2017? We have a tie, Jeff. 32% of the audience said that Mike Kanellis will beat Sami Zayn eight or more times. Whoa! And thirty-two percent also said he will beat Sami Zayn one to three times. I okay, did, I did not specify if it would be singles matches, tag matches, whatever.
3: Oh, okay. I
1: I feel like there's going to be more than eight matches on TV and pay per view in in the next six months where Mike Kanellis and Sami Zayn will be on opposite sides. I don't eight eight and higher is kind of a lot. I mean, if you were counting house shows, sure, maybe that he beats uh, Sami Zayn more than eight times on TV. That's a lot, but it's we fair. got. We got the seedlings of the feud tonight on SmackDown with Sami Zayn mm. interrupting the power of love entrance. Mike Canellis is going to beat Sami Zayn a lot this year. Yes, he is. He's going to beat him a lot, and people are going to cry like Sami Zayn. I mean, this guy just loses every single time. And I bet he's going to lose a feud going like 0 for 3 against Mike Kanellis And the next week, he'll be in a title match somehow because that's what Sami Zayn does. He loses yeah. matches and wrestles upwards in title matches.
3: Mm hmm. Whenever, he, whenever somebody needs to, uh, beat somebody for credibility, Sammy Zane's always that guy.
1: One day he's just going to like,
3: he'll Snap. literally
1: lose a match for the title and be the champion. <laughs> that's, that's the trajectory we're on. Like he's going to lose the match It's going to be one of those stipulations where if someone gets DQ'd, like they lose the title or whatever. I don't know. He's just going to lose looks, a match for the title.
3: He looks like a paper boy. Damn it. He's, he can't be our champion. Looks
1: like a paper bill. I, if, if this were 1960, he'd be delivering milk somewhere. Mm. That's that's what we see. Um, so we're not going to do it this week. We're not going to do it this week, but we are going to start it next week. Uh, Jeff, y- did you watch the first episode of Glow?
3: I did. I thought we were doing it this. Well, week. I, I thought I thought we
1: might too, but then you said that you hadn't watched it yet, and I was getting a little nervous. And we've we've had quite the show so far, and I want to oh, give us. <laughs> is I, that what this is? I want to give it time. Yeah, I did start recording. We have had a show. I, I want to give it a little time. Okay. Uh keep watching the show. I am I am five episodes in. It is a ten episode season. I am five episodes in. If you don't know what we're talking about, Glow, the new Netflix original starring Allison Bree and Mark Marin, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It's a drama. It's a comedy. It's a love triangle. It's got a little mix of everything. Action packed. Alex Riley starring role for five minutes in one episode. Nudity. Nudity. Allison Brie nude all over the place. Who would have thought? Mm. Who would have thought, but this show we are going to start talking about it. Should we do, should we do week by week? Like, do we want to go full review episode by episode?
3: I, I defer to you as the producer slash host slash, uh, person whose idea it was, um, (laughs) I, I have, no, problem. I have no, I have no, I have no problem going episode by episode and just kind of giving the rundown and kind of, uh, we, that, you know, our, our thoughts, I don't, we, we can't judge this as a wrestling show. Well, it's not, so. it's not a wrestling show. This
1: is a no. comedy, but yes. it's about them creating a TV show. That TV show happens to be the gorgeous latest wrestling.
3: I will ask you this as a teaser. If it, while we decide how we're going to do that, maybe you should make that a poll because that's actually relevant to our show. Um, well, that
1: wouldn't be fun then.
3: No, you're right. Uh, so you're five episodes and I've had one episode. Has your enjoyment increased or decreased over the five episodes or has it been kind of a roller coaster for you in oh, terms it, of it goes,
1: liked? it goes up every episode. So what's happening is, uh, my fiance and I started watching the show. I was like, Hey, this new Netflix show glow. You want to watch it? Cause we just finished Jane, the Virgin. Very sad. We were all cut up on Jane. No more episodes for a year. Devastated. So I was like, Glow's on. Let's watch Glow. It's got the girl from Community. It's got the girl from Mad Men.
3: I have never so, watched an episode of Community.
1: Well, that's ridiculous.
3: I know. Well, it's a Dan Harmon thing,
1: but uh, nevertheless. So this is how I pitch it to her. like, It's got the girl from Mad Men and the girl from Community. And it's produced by the by the woman who is behind... Orange is the new black and weeds. Okay. Yeah.
3: G- Genji Cohen.
1: Yeah. So this is how I pitch it to her. I'm not saying names. She doesn't know any names. No, one right. knows these names. I'm like, no, just I'm just like filling this is in, what's going on. I'm
3: filling in blanks for the audience who are listening. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm do doing that. your story. You yeah, continue.
1: You, you do that. So I'm like, let's watch glow. We watched one episode. I'm a little nervous. I don't think she's going to like it. I and mean, she does She's not a big fan of the whole wrestling thing. And she's not really a fan of like comedies on TV either. So I'm like going in double. Like this is not going to work. She doesn't like comedy. Hold
3: on. What does she like?
1: And she watches uh, originals. Okay. And, and the uh, other vampire show about the diaries, where they like oh, read each other's she diaries.
3: Likes, she likes fantasy stuff. Then she likes vampires and magic and
1: and, not, and nothing wrong with, with that. People like those things. Okay. All right. People like those. No, things.
3: I'm just I'm just trying to read your woman a little. All if right, there's,
1: continue. if there is a teenager who happens to be a mom. That's followed around by cameras. She'll watch oh, that.
3: Oh, is she a reality fan?
1: She'll she'll watch her not, team not, mom.
3: Not. I, and that came out more dismissive than I intended, but nevertheless, yeah, that was very yeah, dismissive. Oh, that was very dis- very that was,
1: dismissive.
3: That that's the guy kind of they where where shows break up because you said something about the guy's wife. Um, <laughs> How dare <laughs> I like, you! I have friends who work in reality TV too. So, but uh, okay, so she likes those types. Okay, she so, but she likes the but yeah. she likes the crash aspects of of that stuff then I'm like ne- the real housewives you know begin a fight and they get drunk and then they cry later that kind I, of crap i
1: should uh i should get her in here when we review glow she should be a part okay. of our glow reviews
3: good she can she can buffer my uh opinion don't
1: no, don't finish that sentence you're very dangerous territory i know she ain't she ain't buffering any of your shit jeff how <laughs> hey, dare watch you how dare you anyway so we watched this episode we watched the first episode and boy, first of all, the show goes super quick. It's like 30 to 40 yeah. minutes long each episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes super quick. All right. Very, very quickly. Now, we watched this episode. And there's a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, unlike every episode, it's great so far. I've watched like five. It's funny. It's smart. There are a lot of cringe aspects. Like, I can't believe yes. this is happening.
3: A lot of pathos in the comments.
1: Oh it is Allison Brie. I'm a fan of community. I'm a fan. I mad men. She was like a, such a side character that she didn't really matter on the show. Okay. And she's done some movies here and there. This is the, her first, as far as I know, this is the first thing where she's really like the main star of a television program. And this is a comedy, but she is not really the funny one. She is doing. No, st-
3: she's a straight man. She's a straight man. Here. You know yeah. what she is? She is. She is that she is Tina Fey. At least after one episode, that's how I'm viewing this kind of. She's a Tina Fey type character. But even when than- she she gets insulted. Oh, my God. not yes. being pretty, which is preposterous in so many ways. Anywho. Not being yeah, not the, being pretty, it, not being not being funny, taking yeah. everything
1: too seriously. And that's the thing. She is such a try hard on the show.
3: Yes, and, and she is almost I mean, she is half the actresses I know in L.A., which makes it very true to life to me. So, yes.
1: But this show, I will tell you. Without going into reviews of every episode, without going into details, because we'll do that on future episodes, we will start with glow episode one next week. This show is more than worth a watch. If you have Netflix, you should be watching this show and hmm. you should be trying if you have significant others out there. Ladies out there, men out there, if you have significant others who aren't wrestling fans, does not matter. They will still like this show. This is not a pro wrestling show. How many, name wrestling do, how,
3: name, how many name drops do I get per episode? <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, I know. I know you're going to give them anyway, so I will give you 0. .5. You get okay. .5 name drops. You can only say a first or a last name. Okay. Can't even say the full name. Can't do uh, it. <laughs> but it is worth a watch. So follow along with us. We will talk next week in our great balls of fire preview show, uh, which I don't know when on earth it's going to record. Cause Tuesday is July 4th. I won't be around. We'll have to figure out a day to record this, uh, this episode next week. Um, Watch glow with us. We will yes. be going over the next 10 weeks talking about the series of glow. And it's cast and it's characters.
3: I'm setting some rules for you though. Uh You cannot, you can't spoil stuff for me because I'm going week by week. I will not spoil. I will not spoil.
1: I have been very careful. I have not spoiled anything. Okay. There. I, I don't think I've spoiled anything yet. We will not spoil. All right. We will talk about that episode and you can talk about what you expect to happen in the future. Because honestly, by the time we get to episode two, I will have watched them
3: all. Yes. I will have watched it. I will them. not. I'm, I'm going to do this. The, the I'm going to do it the way that the listeners possibly are doing it. I'm going week one, episode one, week two, right. episode two. And this yeah. way I get to keep you for at least 10 more episodes. That's right.
1: That's right. I'm stuck. Yes. I'm stuck mm-hmm. for 10 more episodes. When John Cena leaves again, split. Oh,
3: I'm, I'm sorry. You remember what you did to me to keep me on the show? You gave me a hundred matches. So don't give me I this did. crap. <laughs>
1: How did that work? It was great and it was the worst
0: decision I ever made. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning, just $5.55 for a medium. Save time, order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app firehouse subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only plus tax prices may vary for delivery.